1: Welcome to Season 4 of Giant Woo! Geek, Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with.
0: And the other has never even seen.
1: I'm Emily Jones.
0: And I'm Eric Johnson. If this is your first time listening, you can find more Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob at gvnpodcast.com.
1: And you can also find all of our past episodes on iTunes and Google Play
0: today we're watching the music man a 1962 movie version of meredith wilson's hit broadway musical it's set in 1912 and it's the story of a traveling con man's efforts to sell a small iowa town a bill of goods specifically all the instruments and uniforms for a big marching band it stars robert preston in the title role along with shirley jones and a very young ron howard and i've never seen it
1: which is a tragedy
0: I mean, I've heard about this movie, but yeah, it's just kind of one of many, 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 many musicals that I have not seen, much to Emily's disgust and horror.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess not everyone watches musicals that much. This This is also not the biggest travesty as far as musicals you've never seen goes.
0: But. but i mean but this is one of the ones that i've heard of like there's some that you've mentioned where i've been like what what even is that this one i know that this is the 76 trombones musical i know there's a lot of people who love this so well, you
1: asked me if this was the 76 trombones musical right but well okay but <laughs>
0: after i asked you then i knew yeah so. that's, i guess that's true <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go watch this and then we'll talk about it after the break
1: enjoy Eric and I are off watching The Music Man, the 1962 version, we should clarify, not the new remake that's terrible.
0: Right, so this is like one of those movies, or one of those properties like The Avengers or like other things where you just despise the the newer, modern update version, right?
1: Uh, I No, I don't despise it as much as I do The Avengers with Uma Thurman that was really, really awful. It's just... um. It's just not as good. I okay. mean, like, this the, the original movie is a classic and very well done and, you know, classic big Hollywood musical. Robert Preston, whose stars, you know, originated the role on Broadway. Like, it's the version to see. Okay. And, like, the other one is just like, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, if we're going to go watch this, uh, how do I find it? Where do, where do I go to see it?
1: Uh, you can rent it from all kinds of places. Uh, YouTube, iTunes, Amazon Video, Vudu, and Google Play all have it uh, starting at two ninety nine. dollars um, And yeah, again, just make sure it's the 1962 version.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, go watch that. And then uh, after we get back, we'll be talking all about spoilers.
1: Oh, yes. We're also going to talk about everything that happens. So I forgot about that part. Spoiler <laughs> alert, everyone.
0: From this point, Go. <laughs> And we're back. We've just watched the 1962 musical, The Music Man. Uh, so we are going to get to why, uh, what I thought of this movie very soon. But first, Emily, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you love this movie?
1: Okay, I'm going to start with two quick caveats that are important to understand. Okay. Uh, one, I fully admit and acknowledge that this movie is corny as hell. Yes, I'm not going to try to argue that it's not. (laughs) I am not going to try to argue that it is a remotely normal, acceptable or non-corny filmmaking technique to occasionally like zoom in on just a spotlight of one person and have the rest of the screen go dark and all of the various other
0: (laughs) this was still relatively like early on in like film like you know like color movies and all that right i mean this is what the 60s well yeah so the first color movie was 1939 so this is like 20 years into like color film like this is this is like
1: that's not relatively early i don't think
0: okay well they'd whatever. been
1: hollywood i don't know hollywood was big on making musicals too like they made lots and lots and lots, and lots, okay, and lots so, of okay so big uh, big production color musicals there's tons of them
0: and this is an adaptation of the broadway play which i guess they did a bunch of as well
1: a bunch of adaptations of the broadway play uh,
0: of, of different broadway plays i mean like did, didn't they did they do oh, a lot yeah. of those or yeah okay and like
1: did hollywood yes i mean there's okay. tons and tons of movie musicals it's like a whole thing
0: I mean, the, no. The reason I ask is that, like, there's a lot of like lighting and stuff in this movie that feels very much like you can kind of tell that they're on a, a set, like or like, oh, yeah. on a stage. And um, well, we'll, well, you finish up with, with anyway. With sorry, song, I'm but. just
1: doing, I'm doing two caveats, and then I'm going to yes. tell you what I like. Um, so yeah, one, I acknowledge it's corny as hell. I'm absolutely not going to argue that point. I fully acknowledge and embrace it. Uh, two, this is this is very very much a a like hardcore sentimental childhood favorite. Um, so there's definitely a degree of just like irrationality to my love for it. Cause I just like, I grew up watching and loving this musical, several of the songs from it. My dad used to sing to us, uh, it was one of the first things I actually ever saw live on stage. Cause the high school oh, wow. in town did it. Yeah. And a, a really good friend of mine was actually in it as like a little extra, as like an extra and her <laughs> older brother was Howard, H- Howard Hill in that production. Like I, yeah. And it, again, I was little, so it was like one of the first productions. So it's, a, it's like a, it's like a childhood sentimental favorite. So like, yeah, it's a little irrational, the whole thing. Like I,
0: but that's okay. I mean, that's part of being a geek about something. Sometimes oh, yeah. is you you overlook the uh, you know the, the the scraggly parts, just focusing right. the leaves. Yeah. Right. I'm
1: just I'm just saying. I'm like I'm super blind to like <laughs> I'm obsessed. I yeah. Like I love this and I can't even help it. Anyway, um, so and now finally, what I like about it. And for once, I'm not going to do something overarching. I'm just going to pick one of many things, which I know is rare for me. Um, <laughs> okay, the song "Trouble in River City." Is so good and encapsulates <laughs> so much of what I like about this movie. I mean, and what it does really well. But like, think about that song for a second. So this is a 1962 movie mm-hmm. of a Broadway musical from 1950, hmm, something uh, six or seven, something like that. Okay, a couple years before, set in 1912. Right, and. I mean, tell me, tell me that there' crazy moral panic over the young, the younger generation, like. And all week
0: long, you River City youth will be frittering away. I say your young men will be frittering, frittering away. There, noontime, supper time, shore time too. Get the ball in the pocket. Never mind getting dandelions pulled to the screen door, patched to the beefsteak pounded. I
1: mean, tell me that that isn't half three quarters of articles written about how millennials are going to destroy the world.
0: Well, I mean, it's, tell it's like, me, it's
1: tell me it's not.
0: It, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's every generation yeah, that thinks the next it's, one is just gonna like destroy the world by by being irresponsible. <laughs> and
1: it's and it's done so well. I mean, and it's in part because. We're seeing it done through a con man who's intentionally manipulating that impulse that people have. Like, I love the way he gets like, he gets carried away with it. And like, this (laughs) stuff doesn't even make sense. They
0: leave the pool hall, heading for the dance at the armory. Libertine men and scarlet women and ragtime. Shameless music that'll grab your son, your daughter, with the arms of a jungle animal instinct,
1: mass hysteria. Like mass hysteria. But like, it's not even a word. And who cares? Well,
0: my my favorite line. Whipping it all up. Absolute favorite line in that song is
1: Remember the Main, Plymouth Rock and the Golden Rule Which is
0: just like that 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 is that is a hilarious appeal to like shallow knowledge of history and religion because like I think the main was the ship that was blown up that started the Spanish American War in right. late eighteen hundreds. Correct. Obviously, Plymouth Rock being the pilgrims and the Golden Rule is just like you know that's like the one part Do of the Bible, Bible neighbor, that like literally yeah. anyone knows.
1: <laughs> well, and it's just and the point is that it's like it's incoherent. It's right. just like it's just like stuff that appeals to. You know,
0: it's a good thing that doesn't work on people anymore, though. Empty rhetoric. I mean, thank God we're <laughs> past those days.
1: <laughs> um, no, th- th- that is a
0: great song. And I also um, appreciate that song even more because now I finally have a complete understanding of what Marge versus the monorail, uh, my favorite episode of The Simpsons, uh, is referencing. Um, you've seen Marge versus the monorail, I'm assuming.
1: Possibly. Oh, my God. Probably. Emily. Probably. Well, okay. Tell me what it is because I don't know. This
0: is this is the episode. Most of the episode is just kind of a great. Uh, simpsons episode is written by conan o'brien when he was still a simpsons writer and most of it is about um uh a a con man who comes to springfield and sells them a monorail but in order to do that uh the con man voiced by the great phil hartman uh sings them a parody of the trouble song and Um. i've always known it was the music man i've been just been you know absorbed through culture like oh yeah this is a music man parody but i obviously never seen the movie and it is it is such a great parody of the trouble song that now, now I fully understand it because like during the song the citizens of Springfield are going monorail monorail, monorail.
1: <laughs> no <laughs> and, I, you know I okay I don't think I don't think that I have actually seen that particular episode oh of The my Simpsons God. because Emily
0: that is the best episode of The Simpsons how have you not seen March versus the monorail.
1: I don't know. I haven't like systematically watched the symptoms. I've just watched whatever like whatever episode happens to be on TV. This anyway, is March sidebar.
0: versus the Monorail. Go watch that. I will. Now, now that I now that you will. and everyone listening to this has seen The Music Man, if you have not seen March versus the Monorail, highly highly recommended. I th- I think you you will be uh cracking up at the, at the Monorail song.
1: I I am sure that I will and I'm wondering Oh, uh, I'm having a li- I'm having a brief internal debate right now, but about um nope nope i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you okay (laughs) this song is also why i made you stop crazy ex-girlfriend
0: okay (laughs) so uh so yeah the context is for the previous episode um i loved crazy ex-girlfriend one of emily's previous picks and loved it enough that i started binging through but then she ordered me to stop watching it after a certain episode before we could watch the music man so okay cool
1: that's all that's all i'll say but yeah Okay. <laughs> this is um, this is the song.
0: <laughs> so, uh so so my thoughts. Yeah, I mean Yes, I want to hear them. Yeah, so this is this is a corny movie and there 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 are several songs that I liked. So I loved the Trouble song. I liked Correct. the um good uh, Goodnight My Someone. Um there's obviously 76 Trombones is the classic song that that everyone that the, the show stopping number that I, that yeah. I Yeah. Uh,
1: and and brief interruption on that one just to say that uh the way that Robert Preston says John Philip Sousa when he's like doing yeah. his little <laughs> pre-monologue for that is just And John Philip Sousa so brilliant! It's like he's—it's like he's saying Jesus or something, but John Phillips uh, Sousa. Yeah, John Phillips Sousa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue.
0: Um, and then there's other songs that I that I like that I had no idea were in this musical, such as "Till There Was You." I only yeah, knew that, you thought a that was a Beatles
1: song. song. I bet didn't you? I did. <laughs> I, I I've
0: listened to it many many times as a Beatles song. I had no idea it was in this. Um, that one
1: and "Lie to Rose" are actually the ones I was referring to that my dad used to sing to us.
0: Okay. Um. There's other songs that I knew from other places, even though I didn't really especially care for them here, like Shapoopy. I knew that from Family Guy. There, there, There's an episode of Family Guy where they sing Shapoopy in its entirety.
1: I did not know that. I, that, yeah. I think that song is kind of terrible. Personally. Yeah, so do I.
0: <laughs> I really hated Shapoopy and yeah, Family Guy, Shapoopi... and I hate it even more now, because I realize it's from an actual, like, decent musical. Like <laughs>
1: Shapoopy and uh, The Sadder But Wiser Girl for me are some kind of awful throwaway songs that I would sadder but
0: wiser it. girl the lyrical content is pretty awful i actually kind of like the melody of that so <laughs> i, was, I <laughs> so i was sort of conflicted there um and gary indiana you know I, I think i had the vague awareness of it and it's like it's it's cute it's it's, it's a nice song you know little baby so,
1: ron howard doing baby his ron howard tap dance.
0: which i yeah which uh yeah it was just like he's are so there tiny no- are there no other redheads in, in the Hollywood in the twentieth century? He he is in everything. It, it was just crazy.
1: <laughs> Aww, he's so cute. Oh, anyway, well, so... Fargo wagon is a common down the... Sorry, <laughs> this is this might happen periodically.
0: Yeah, no, I I figure I I, I think I know I I kind of expected that. <laughs> um, so there's the, the, the several songs that I liked, but I feel like on the whole, I I really I appreciated the movie more than I enjoyed it. If
1: that okay. makes sense. No, that makes like, sense.
0: Like, the, the, there's a lot of, um, I think I've complained about this to you before, kind of my general thing with a lot of musicals is sort of the sense of filler, of just sort of like either a song that's just filling up time to get us, you know, through uh, through a stage production where it's like a, you know, a really big event, or like, you know, just just kind of stuff that just seems to be spinning its wheels, where the, where the plot doesn't really go anywhere yeah. just to like, allow sh- for more. Like,
1: is is decidedly... Shipoopi, a filler, a filler song that serves absolutely no purpose except the desire to have a big show-stopping dance number.
0: Right. And and, and there's also the number in the street with the um with the women who are chickens who are all wearing the feather oh, hats. take a
1: little talk a little. I,
0: I really did not care for that song. I I was just like, because, okay, here's like the, the, the mayor's wife, you McKechnie Shin. Yulele McKechnie Shin. Which is a great name, by the way. Oh, can they I sidebar on the
1: mayor's wife for half a second? Yeah. That actress? Mm-hmm. Is Hermione Gingold,
0: who's why well, you know the name Hermione. Right, that name. was
1: my dad's. That was my dad's argument. Like when I was like, "No, Dad, it's Hermione." He was like, "No, <laughs> it's Hermione." There was this actress named Hermione Gingold.
0: It's a real name. Yeah. Continue. Um, but yeah, so they were setting her up to be this like great antagonist and all that, and then and then he just pulls the same trick on Harry, he pulls on everyone else of just like flattery and just being kind of you know the con man character, and then the song isn't like. Like, the song was just basically, let's make fun of these these women who who are all, like, gabbing. Like, it it didn't... My my feeling about a lot of musicals is I feel like if the song is, like, either advancing the plot or it's really doing something that dialogue can't more generally, then I kind of gravitate more towards that. So, you know, obviously the classic thing being the love song along the lines of Till There Was You. I mean, that's doing something that's way more emotional than just saying, like, hey, I'm into you. You know, like, that's kind of a... (laughs) you, You know, so... Like that—that's my but where where's the what is it called pick a little talk pick a little, little pick a
1: little talk a little
0: yeah like little, I was just kind of a little, like little, yeah pick a little,
1: cheap 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 talk a lot pick a little more pick a little talk a little we'll see so um on the one hand I don't disagree with you about it yeah. being semi fillery um but they do a thing a couple times that has almost no purpose but it's just like pretty and fun okay. where the songs are like written to overlap with each other right so like. I don't know. It's like that's kind of why it's there. I, I Yeah. I I like that song. I think it's cute and fun. I think it's really shitty that they cut away to the chickens partway through.
0: Yeah. Exa- I mean, that's it's kinda... like it's
1: like guys, we got it. I mean, yeah. we we got it. You didn't need to show us the little the little hens pecking. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. I dumb. mean,
1: <laughs> well, and so... that's kind of what I mean about like the movie. The movie's corny as hell. It's like really early nineteen sixties Hollywood big production musical. Did you really have to cut away to the hens? Yeah. Come on.
0: And, and, like, I don't know. There, there, there's stuff along the lines of, like, appreciating but not enjoying. Like, it's great that they got a real barbershop quartet. And it seems like a talented one. The
1: Buffalo Ball. I was
0: so fucking done with barbershop quartet by the end of this movie. I did not realize that I had such a strong opinion on barbershop quartet until, like, Aww. the third or fourth barbershop song. So I was like, okay, we get it. We get it. They're a barbershop quartet. <laughs> like, they, they were just there to, like, take up time. And I just, like, was so done with it by by the end well i
1: I mean i don't know that i would totally agree that they were there to take up time because they were kind of part of demonstrating his whole his whole deal his whole like sort of hypnotic effect that he has on people where he's he does the
0: same thing to them like several times every like to the same guys he does i mean uh, sorry go ahead
1: well no i know but that's like that's like his whole i mean that's his whole thing yeah um you know he spends the whole thing dodging them you know by making them sing because okay. because the whole time he's, like, always on the run. It's, like, about not, like, not, right. like, and, and I don't know. I guess I guess my take on the whole thing is, like, he, I don't know, his whole, like, he's a con man, so he's good at reading people. So he's good at, like, you know, he picks up on the fact that, like, if he flatters the mayor's wife and puts her in charge of something, right. she's going to be blind to his whole thing. And if he, you know, gets the school board to stop, squabbling and focus on how much it turns out they're good at singing together they're going to be blind to his whole thing and like i don't know i guess right. that's sort of his whole
0: but i but i guess like i my feeling with that is like i i kind of wish that that those ends were accomplished in a bit more like efficient way like i, yeah. I don't know it is it,
1: it is insanely long also
0: it's a two and a half hour movie yeah, and like very long you know and it may, maybe if there were an intermission like that, i'm assuming there would be in a theater like maybe it would feel differently but like you know th- that's a lot of singing and a lot of in my opinion wheel spinning of just like singing about stuff that we've already established you know what i mean so like we, we learn in the very first song like hey this guy is a really talented huckster he that doesn't he's... know
1: the territory
0: I, yeah but he he figures i mean like the first the first Sorry, song that was didn't... from
1: that was from the first song that was right why i did that
0: okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wasn't
1: i wasn't trying to argue with you i was i was
0: right right but, but like calling out that he thing. doesn't it's know like... the
1: tar- And when the man dances,
0: <laughs> certainly
1: boys, what else? The piper pays him. Continue.
0: So, so like, then when he gets to Iowa, and, like, people are all singing as if they're going to be really difficult for him. But then he just kind of, like, breezes through. Like, after, after, basically, from the Trouble Song onwards, which is very early on in the show he doesn't really have any problems with the people of River City. It's really only the other huckster coming into town who poses any real sort of threat to him, to his, like, ability to charm everyone, you know? And so I felt like there wasn't enough, like... I mean, obviously, it's a a comedy, and it's a corny, light sort of musical side. I don't want to make it sound like it needed to be, like, an intense experience. But (laughs) there really wasn't enough drama for for me to to feel... But no, but she she knows immediately. She she knows immediately and just keeps it secret that she she knows that right.
1: He's... But she doesn't um she doesn't actually come around until uh until he delivers after the...
0: the music the, the music weapon or the instruments god music Un- instruments
1: till the Wells Fargo wagon right because Winthrop gets so excited
0: right so, so I guess my thing like there literally was like...
1: before that before that number she's like trying she's trying to get the mayor's attention so she can show him that her proof that. Uh, right. That Howard the Hill is. didn't exist. Right, and and then like she sees how into it the town and especially her little brother who like doesn't talk until right. this whole thing happens and that like melts her heart and she's like, all right, you know, I'll allow it because Winthrop's happy, kind of.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess like for so that that part just didn't totally click for me because it felt like so he delivered the instruments that he said he would. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, I guess... the right, but the... he never taught them to play. Right, so, 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 right, so... She was willing to forgive him completely and feel like he didn't owe her anything just because he gave her little brother an instrument. And I cool. felt I felt like he didn't really, like, do that much by that point. He, 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 had, he had tricked everyone into giving him money and then he placed an order for the instruments to show up. And I don't know, I, I guess I didn't really feel like he had really earned her forgiveness. After she was smart enough to to uncover his ruse, I don't feel like, you know, he had really done anything at that point.
1: Well, I don't think he um I don't think he fully earned her loyalty and forgiveness at that point. I mean that took mm-hmm. that took a while. That took you know, cause she she waffles and goes back and forth and isn't sure. What she's true. gonna do, and then she's like almost there, and then the anvil salesman shows up and convinces her that he has a piano teacher in every town, and then she changes her mind, and she, you know, she's she, which, she, which
0: could very well be true. I oh, mean, I'm sure, we, I'm sure that's
1: true. That's a hundred percent true. Like, come on, you know, no, that's um, that's absolutely true. But no, I mean, I think it ta- it takes her mo- it takes her more than that to come around to like. Actually, falling for him and going in front of the rest of the town and and yeah. you know defending him and all of that, like it takes her longer to come around in that sense. She just, that's true. She just sort of gives him a reprieve from ratting him out because she's pleased with her little brother. And it's like, I mean, they've had they have like a pretty tragic backstory. Like their I know, dad, yeah, I was surprised, their dad yeah. died, and like that kid is clearly dealing with some shit because like. He hasn't talked in two years. Almost, a ba- almost. He's been nearly more than a silent. couple
0: words. Yeah,
1: yeah. In two years since his dad died, like that's some that's some deep shit. Like, yeah. So you know, to see him stand in front of the town and sing a song that has tons of s's in it, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like I buy. Her that melting her heart, and also I mean, like none of them are real, though, right? Like they're all like they're all like crazy cartoon people who shout things like "Watch your phraseology," like right? <laughs> I don't
0: know. Yeah, in terms of crazy cartoon people, I loved the mayor of this town. Oh, I
1: know, isn't he great?
0: He's just like every, everything he's in. First off, his voice, his voice alone was just one of those all time classic, like amazing voices. And then, like, some of the stuff he would say, like, he's talking about the fireworks celebration commemorating the the last days of Pompeii.
1: (laughs) And he's, like, every time there's, like, a dolma or, like, every chance he gets, he wants to recite the Gettysburg Address. Never
0: mind. Four score. We heard there was a... (laughs) Because
1: it's just, like, (laughs) just sort of randomized, like pomp and circumstance and patriotism it's great
0: <laughs> well yeah he he has actually no idea probably what the gettysburg address is like talking about but he no. just wants to say it because he's a politician yeah no he he was great and uh and uh molly weasley aka uh the widow, widow peru uh <laughs> oh yeah uh yeah she, she's just kind of like there's a scene in her backyard where she was talking to harold hill and after he walks away, she lets out this sigh that is just, like, the (laughs) weirdest noise.
1: Because,
0: like, in the context of the scene, she's supposed to be thinking, like, man, he would be a good match for my daughter, who who has never been, you know, who's never gotten with anyone, is still living at home. But she lets out a sigh that's, like, kind of almost sexual like I
1: mean I don't think that just cuz she thinks he's a good match for her daughter means that she's somehow she's not also turned his on by charms. him. charms yeah
0: it, it's it's the weirdest noise I was just I made a note I'm just like <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah no and the, 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 yeah there's a lot of fun characters in this so, and that's you know I I can't say I dislike the movie but at the same time I'm just not really sure if I would sit through the unabridged version again you know what i mean like
1: yeah well and i have to say i actually kind of forgot how long it is and i think that's something that we've been a little spoiled by um well spoiled by or ruined for i because you know now when they make um when they make movie musicals like they actually make them like a semi-reasonable length and they cut songs in order to do that yeah you know, I mean, the most recent example is Into the Woods cut songs that some of my favorite songs, actually. Dear like, Chagrin, it was, yeah. I thought it was unfortunate that they did that. Um, yeah. Although, Wait, I, although I did ever... love the Into the Woods movie, but I mean, Chicago the Chicago musical uh, movie they Which just I have made. I've not seen. <laughs> um, About like 10, 15 years ago. Uh, you know, they cut a couple songs out of that. And the same kind of things. I mean, the songs they cut are, are the same kind of ones that, that we've already talked about. Like, I mean, it's obvious what the cuts here would be, right? Like, right. it would be Shapoopy, maybe the Satter But Wiser Girl for me, maybe not, I don't know, probably. I, th- I, th-
0: I think Satter But Wiser Girl would would stay because that kind of, like, shows a little bit of a, the, 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 the really, like, not not bad side, but the 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 darker side of his yeah, character because it's fair. like he's clearly thinking about Marion in a not like you know not, not great yeah totally wholesome way. He's you know
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. um. Well. Oh, okay. Then also like the um the song the song in the kitchen yeah uh, where she's which, like talking about her ideal man and which which also
0: like... is completely unpaid off because she's talking about a, a man who cares about her more than she than he cares about himself and cares about, like, us, us more, than more than her. And, like, he never really demonstrates that he cares about well, her that much.
1: I don't think the idea is that, like, he is somehow her, like, her magical ideal man. I think the point is more that her mother and everyone else telling her that her standards are too high is, like, sort of wrong and she needs to, hmm. like chill out with that okay so
0: it's her rebutting her mother's sort of
1: yeah I mean to use to use a phrase from another musical that you haven't seen it's love you can't dope it like that which is (laughs) what a a gambler in guys and dolls says Ah. to a woman with a similar who has a similar musical number about a similar kind of like allegedly unrealistic ideal of some sort of like perfect man yeah. A Scarsdale Galahad, the breakfast-eating Brooks Brothers type, is what the gambler <laughs> says. This is obviously, you know, a couple decades earlier than that. But uh, Scarsdale
0: <laughs> Galahad—that—that that is a—it's that a, nice a great phrase,
1: dude. You're gonna—I don't know—you might actually like guys and dolls. It's pretty, yeah. you have dreamed yourself a Scarsdale Galahad, well,
0: and, and that's the thing. That's something that I felt was kind of a little Brooks bit.
1: Brothers type. <laughs> Sorry.
0: The, 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 some of the songs in this, like, the, I felt like maybe the lyrics were not quite there for me so like you know even even though i i again i appreciated the cleverness of the very first song of having the salesman's singing sync up with the motion of the train i was like okay that's that's actually
1: that's actually one of the things that i also super super love about this is the way not all the time but some of the time the music they they try to make the music sort of arise out of something that's actually happening instead of like just magical musical numbers like the one when um when marion and her mother have an argument to the tune of amaryllis's piano lesson
0: right which i appreciated but didn't really like the song and the same thing there was with the salesman song i kind of the the lyrics were a bit too like repetitive i guess not really clever enough for for sort of my i i I don't know i the the it felt like there's a lot of just like Saying words just to match the circumstance and not really living up to you know I I, I don't know that's a quibble it's it's not really a yeah. big deal
1: I mean it's a fair quibble although speaking of lyrics I love um I mean Mary in the Librarian is is mm-hmm. just such a delightful song and whole well, number once I
0: once I they started saying that I realized oh shit that's why she's named Mary and I was just <laughs> damn it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's totally on purpose um but no it just I mean despite the fact that. You know he's he's harassing her in her workplace when she's clearly said she's not interested in him. No means um, no, dude. <laughs> I know he's sort of bad at that. Although I will say her her handling of street harassment is top notch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway,
1: I, I do and, uh, love. How
0: does she compare to to to, to the girl in uh, Train Spotting? In, in your book, who who is better? <laughs> response to... <laughs>
1: hmm. Oh, that. I mean, they're pretty different. So, but I feel like I feel like the one the one is uh sort of a sort of a descendant of the other. Yeah, uh, and handle handling men. <laughs> um, but anyway, the uh, no, I love. I was talking about lyrics. Um, mm. I love how like as even, even though she's like furious with him and like marching around trying to get away from him, like there's at least a couple moments where she kind of she kind of pauses for a second because she like she kind of wants to hear where he's going with right. the line. <laughs> like like wh- how is this gonna? How is this line gonna end with something that ends with ah? like particularly particularly the line the line that ends with um if i stumbled and i busted my it i could lie on your floor unnoticed
0: though my body had turned to care
1: she you see her like she pauses and she's kind of like where what how is he gonna do this and like <laughs> i don't know i kind of i kind of love that like her, i didn't
0: like, notice that but that's really clever i, I her I little like, that, like yeah.
1: investment in in what the lyrics are gonna be
0: yeah, and that that was – Marrying the Librarian, that's the same with all the dancing in the library, right? With all the crazy, <transilatedortunate> like, acrobatics <transilation> and all that? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like – that's something where, like, I t- totally appreciated, like, hey, that's really impressive. They had this giant set clearly built for this purpose, and, like, they got all these talented people. And, like, and this true also of the big dance at the end of 76 trombones, like, I appreciated it, but it didn't really do anything for me, just in terms of, like – as someone watching the movie i don't know maybe that maybe it's just like i i'm you know
1: no well and i mean i um i will say like i mean i again uh, this this is part of this is part of what gets at the the my acknowledgement of the corniness and of the irrationality (laughs) of my love for this movie like uh, I, i mean yeah those dance numbers are like they're super impressive and, but they do drag on forever. And like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little torn on them, but mostly I can, I end up coming down on like, I like them, but it's because I don't know. It's because I'm like wrapped up in the whole thing. And I'm just like, what even is this? This is amazing. I wrote down, I wrote down the phrase interpretive trombone ballet. Cause they have this whole thing. I mean, in the first time they do 76 trombones where they're like, they're like pretending and they have this whole thing that they do with their arms that are like trombones. Like it's, it's hilarious to me. As is uh, the sheer commitment of the actor playing Tommy, like it just.
0: Is Tommy the one who invents the thing that goes on the arm? Like... Yeah, yeah, okay, the yeah.
1: Tr- the troublemaker who he kind yeah. of like, kind of gets on his side and also gets great to date. great honk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gets to date the mayor's daughter. Eat gods, <laughs> um... which
0: was so weird every every time. Like I, I get that that's her character, but man, <laughs> that is a weird thing to say. <laughs>
1: it is. Um, But no, his, like, everything that he does is, like, he's just so, like every time he's part of one of those, like, dance numbers and stuff, he just, like, he's so intensely, like, dramatic with, like, how far into it he lean He just yeah. leans really hard into everything <laughs> he does and it's just kind of amazing. Well, Especially because he's, like, seems if you're like nothing from the else. Stage.
0: If you're adapting from the stage, you gotta perform so that everyone, you know, in the whole back of the the, the, the room can see you, so it's, like, very much, like, you know, gotta, gotta really exaggerate all those, those motions just to completely get out there, you know?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and again, I, this is like, this is also just sort of a a little bit part of the whole big Hollywood musical number thing. I mean, they uh-huh. were, they were big on having these, like the big, using, using the big screen to have those big show stopping. Have you ever seen the, um, uh, it's a little mini like 15 minute documentary that they play sometimes on TCM. Um, like when a movie ends before the top of the hour, <laughs> I uh, don't think so. that's about, it's about, um uh, it's about panning and scanning. Um, oh
0: yeah, no, I have seen that. They play from Oklahoma, where they play the clip of, uh, of the people dancing in Oklahoma, and they show. Yeah, I thought it was Seven Brides
1: from Seven Brothers. Actually, it might be both. But yeah, you oh, like
0: yeah, it, it might be that. Actually. I think right. I
1: think they might. I think they might even show both of them, and they also do yeah. the, like Ben Hur and Lawrence yeah, of Arabia, yeah. and like I have and seen so, that. yeah, and so that's the thing is like they were really big on using their Technicolor the yep. and their VistaVision. Which is great. I I love that (laughs) to make a big musical number that goes on forever and has lots of people dancing in big skirts and stuff.
0: That's what I was saying earlier. Where maybe it wasn't technically early in the time of color film, but I feel like I I I did really dig the fact that they were trying to take advantage of whatever technology they had available to them. They had these giant sets that they they were they were you know playing around with the editing with kind of having the the um with the was it Lighter Rose and the other song that are that are playing Mm at the same time where she's singing on the porch and yeah Lighter Rose and Sweet and Low yeah that one um where, where you know clearly they, they, they were putting a lot of effort into you know using film y- using the format to their advantage so the, again i keep on saying this over and over again i really appreciated that but <laughs> yeah
1: you just weren't taking no that's that's completely fair
0: you know right.
1: but no so another thing that i really like about it um and again this is this is just like a little thing that goes into it just being like a really like a good well crafted musical uh-huh. um is I like the way that they have sort of they have little jokes that happen I mean yeah. the the may, the mayor with um with the Gettysburg address is sort of one of them and the way that he is just generally kind of bad at like reading things and saying things right <laughs> um but I also like I mean the whole thing with Amaryllis like Always asking if she can do something, and like may every I? <laughs> every single adult in town is like all that. Like, may may I pay, play my crosshand piece? And also, she gets that one note wrong. That in the beginning right. Of the that everyone lesson, keeps on correcting her. Yeah. Like I don't know. I like those. I like those little things that are just. No, it
0: said why. I also like uh, in the later scene in the um in like the town meeting hall or wherever that is, where where it's the woman who's sitting at the player piano and she's the player piano player <laughs> yes. piano. Yes. <laughs> the mayor can't figure out exactly what to call her so he's adding yeah. the word piano at the end
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: um, yeah no there, there's a bunch of really cute little like jokes like that and like yeah I, I, I really liked sort of the um a lot of the, the little townsfolk sort of, sort of their one note you know sort of cartoony characters as, as we talked about earlier you know and then I mean we have great honking ye gods and you have the they're just the mayor with everything about the mayor is great Watch your um, phraseology. And the and 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 the and the barbershop quartet. Even though I was not by the end of it feeling all that generous about barbershop music, I liked the the characters. Their their sort of place in the town It's like they they were supposed to be the school board, right? Like that yeah. was the four of them were were the the school board that hated each other and they they, they were funny. Like I, I liked that, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I it's it's fun. It's it's fun and silly and maybe yeah. a little too long. <laughs>
0: I, I think that sums it up pretty perfectly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, um, what are we watching or reading or whatever we're doing next time?
0: There is literally no good transition from Music Man <laughs> oh, to boy. this. We we are oh, going man. completely different direction. Um now i'm scared maybe one scene that's fun i don't know (laughs) um no we're we're gonna be watching a pretty recent movie actually we're gonna be watching a movie that came out last year called ex machina
1: oh awesome yeah no i've been wanting to see that
0: it's it's really really good so we're gonna be watching that and uh, talking about that next week until then emily where else can we find you on the internet
1: i am on twitter at ej reports
0: and I'm on my Twitter at esj. This is Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, signing off. This has been Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com.